Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Are porn stars unwitting psychosexual vampires? And when madness and demonic possession collide today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day. It's still really hot, but we're not going to go into that. we got some great stories for you today. Now, I do have to say, I usually lecture you guys on watching porn. I'm not going to do that today, because we're going to be talking about porn. And I don't, I don't want to get bogged down with that, and I wanted to get it out of the way right away. I've already said it enough. I think you guys know my view on it, how it is health-wise. So we're going to be covering the story about our porn stars, psychosexual vampires. Here's a spoiler alert. I changed my mind while I was doing my research on this one. Changed my mind. Second one, second story, maybe the first story, I don't know the order yet, is about demonic possession and insanity. You know what's funny is that when I was growing up, I wanted to be an exorcist. I thought that would be the coolest job. Kind of travel around, fighting evil. It's like pure evil. There's no gray area with demon. It's not like they're like, but I have a wife and kids at home. Like, they're just a monster thing. But I'm not Catholic, so, you know, that was kind of hard. I don't know Latin. You know, couldn't really do that. Plus, I'd probably be really susceptible to, like, some hot demonic chick. Like, I would probably be like, uh, other priests, why don't you leave the room? I'll take this demon on (laughs) one-on-one. And they're like, but sir, we should be in here. It is Kate Upton, by the way. And I was like, no, no, I got this one. I got this one, guys. Here, just go. Give me, like, five minutes. I'll have this demon out of her. But yeah, so there was a couple obstacles to me being an exorcist. But I always thought that'd be fun. I remember when the internet was first coming out. I always keep saying that, like, it was this miracle as a kid. I think it's a miracle that I can just record this podcast. Every time I'm uploading it, I'm like, wow, I can do this. This is amazing. This technology will never cease to amaze me. But I found an English copy of the exorcism rites, and I printed it out, and I put it in a binder along with, like, all this other info on demons. And it's funny because, like, looking back on it, like, I'd be any any help against the grand great architect of hell is just some chubby little uh, college freshman being like i'll stop you here let me scroll through my binder of internet printouts take that balbareth um but you know it's just that fantasy i did watch a lot of angel and buffy too i'm sure that played a big part in it i remember whenever when i watched angel religiously i watched both of the shows angel was better by the way but i remember every time i got done watching angel i be like, I should now roam the streets <laughs> looking for evil. To put this in perspective, I'm in my early 20s at this time. I'm not like some 15-year-old kid. I was young when I watched X-Files, and that got me into that, like, hunting monsters as well. But, you know, whatever. Eventually, you become older, and you become skeptical. Which I think are good things. You should be skeptical. I don't think you should believe everything. I think this podcast kind of shows that. I, I have fun with these stories, but I don't believe everything but again the porn star story did change i changed my mind in the middle of researching it which hasn't happened during this podcast yet let's go ahead and do the demonic possession story first 
It's a little heavier, so we'll get that out of the way. So there was a show. This story is back from 2010. And again, it's one of those articles that I found at the time. And I was like, that's interesting. And I bookmarked it. But I didn't really have any outlet for sharing this information. It just kind of stayed in my bookmarks for about eight years. So now I can share this with you. There was a show back then called Ugly Betty about a, a girl, a young girl. I watched a couple episodes of Ugly Betty. That was pretty much my only experience with it. I did watch that other show, Jane the Virgin. But I think that might be a little racist. Cause the only thing those shows have in common is they have a Hispanic lead. So, But but maybe it's a shared universe and I just don't know about it. But anyway, so this guy, this actor who was on Ugly Betty, I don't think he was a regular on the show. This young man, uh, one night he's sleeping in his bed and God comes to him. And he goes, the young man says, is my life over? And God's like, yes, your life is over. And then he's like, I remembered going to the Mason Lodge earlier in the week and a guy tried giving me something and I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it from him. And then I was riding on the subway home and everyone started talking about mothers and moms. And he says he felt like the he felt like Neo from the Matrix. He felt powerful and he could hear people's thoughts, which I don't remember Neo being a telepath, but whatever. Maybe in those other two crappy movies. And then he he hears him talking about moms and mothers. He goes home. And his mom's like, hey, can you go help me in the kitchen? I'm watching Ugly Betty. I don't know if she was doing that. But anyways, I'm watching Jane the Virgin. He goes into the kitchen. He looks in the pot to help her cook. And he sees that she's boiling chicken. And he thinks this is a satanic ritual. She's boiling these chickens as a sacrifice. So what does he do? He goes into his bedroom, lights some candles, grabs a dagger, grabs a three-foot-long sword, Walks back out into the living room. Begins chopping at his mom. She's screaming. The neighbors call the police. He hears the police banging on the door. He's following her from room to room. Slashing along the way. And he goes, I, did, I wanted to take my time killing her. Because I wanted her to make things right with God. And he also said that he knew the police. God wouldn't let the police get into the house until he was done. And sure enough, that happened. The door came down after he had got done killing his mom. Now... I don't think it was because God was, you know, put his shoulder against the door. I, he had a three-foot-long sword. He was going to kill her when he wanted to kill her. Anyway, so he got arrested, obviously. And even in the last of the interview, he was saying, or the police interview, he was saying, well, she was a demon. And you don't understand that my culture believes in demons. So, I mean, this is what happened. This, You know, she was possessed by a demon. I heard her voice change and all this stuff. I always think it's interesting because... Insanity, insanity is one of those interesting things where it preys on your belief system. If he's, let's say me, I'll put myself in this situation. If I'm walking down the street and I see a little girl on the street corner wearing an all-white dress with long black hair and she's like going, la, 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 la. She's kind of sitting there. My first inclination is going to be, that's a ghost. That's a ghost. My second inclination is going to be, I might be going crazy right now. Now, that's probably a bad example, because I'm sure little girls do stand out on the street corner and do that. But let's say, like, sh let's say, and, sh and she was floating a foot off the ground. So it's definitely not just, like, a young teenager. She's floating, a f you know, a couple feet off the ground. My first inclination is going to be, like, that's a ghost, because I believe in ghosts. I'm skeptical, but I believe in ghosts in general. 
my second inclination would be like, I'm crazy. I'm going crazy. Now, if I was walking down the street and I saw a shape-shifting reptilian look at me and like stick his little forked tongue out at me, my first inclination is going to be, I'm crazy. My second inclination is going to be, I'm really crazy. Because I don't believe in shape-shifting reptilians. I don't believe that there's reptilians walking among us wearing business suits that can change shape. I'm not saying, you know, I believe all that other stuff about aliens and stuff like that. But my first my first inclination would be like, I'm having some sort of mental breakdown because I don't believe in shape-shifting reptilians or gnomes or anything like that. Insanity preys on your belief system. He believed in demons. It was part of his culture. He said, we believe in demons. He believed in demons. So his insanity, he believes in demons and God and the Freemasons are bad guys. The sword he had was a Freemason sword and nobody knows how he got it either. Cops think he stole it. And he, he says he didn't, but I mean, again, he's insane. But it took, he, basically, it's like Gozer from Ghostbusters, where it takes, you choose the form of your destructor. He believed in these hyper-religious imagery. And so when his mind began to break, it broke in that direction. So for me, it would be something like a ghost, like gang stalking. I don't believe in gang stalking. So if I start looking around and I start seeing people kind of following me, my first inclination is going to be someone must think that I owe them money. Somebody for that would be, and then if it, I would never go, oh no, it's the CIA trying to drive me crazy. I would think someone must have mistaken me for somebody. Someone must think I owe them money. That's assuming I'm observant enough even to notice people watching me. But people who are already paranoid, who believes that the government is constantly keeping track of everybody, and they start to their start to lose their sanity, it'll break in that direction. So I think it's just, it's a tragic story. The mother died. He's in prison for the rest of his life. He obviously has a mental illness. You know, best case scenario is he's better now on medication, but then he has to live with the the thought and those, with those images of him, you know, killing his mom with that sword. And then, you know, just crazy. But I, yeah, I think that's, that's the takeaway on that, that your belief systems can turn against you when your brain begins to turn against you. Our next story is, are porn stars unwitting psychic sexual vampires? And, you know, again, I start off these stories with the hypothesis that it's real. I'll always give it a fair shake. And then almost within 10, 20 minutes of research, I will go, this is fake. And then I just find more information. Maybe it's confirmation bias, but I find more information that makes me question the veracity of the story. This one... I, it was on the conspiracy list. I saw it. I go, well, that's funny, but I'll pretend that it's real for the sake of research. I began looking into it, and I was like, yeah, no, that's, I'm not really feeling this. And so the idea is is that when you get these young women to do porn, you have a million men watching her do this. And they're watching it at all times of the day. They're watching it on Pornhub. They're watching. They're coming up with conspiracy theories about the all-seeing eye being a butthole. And you know what's funny? Actually, while I was at, while I was picking out the cover art for that episode, I was like, "This does kind of look like a butthole." I know it's not a butthole because I it was from the Renaissance era, but it does kind of look like a butthole. I was it, it does. Anyway, so as I was, all the let's go back to the story. So you're all these guys are watching these women; they're masturbating to it, and basically what's happening is their sexual energy is leaving their body. 
and going into this young woman's psyche, even though she's separated by time. I mean, this video was shot a year ago. She's separated by time. She's separated by distance. She's getting all these vibrational waves pushed onto her. And that's why porn stars tend to get a little crazy, tend to have depression issues, and they have to do, they don't have to do drugs, but they do drugs to cope with the issues and stuff like that, because they're basically getting bombarded with all of these all of this sexual energy from across the globe every time someone masturbates to one of their videos. So I saw that and I was like, okay, you know, maybe not, but, and then I thought, you know what? I'm actually going to do some more research on psychosexual energy because this, that idea has been around for thousands of years. When we look at stuff like the Kama Sutra and tantric meditation and all of this stuff, it's all about, not all about, but it's a, a huge part of it is controlling the sexual energy and releasing it in a positive way to basically build up your spirit. You abstain from sex. You indulge in sex. These are all things you do to keep your spirit, your energy flowing. And I, I was looking more into that. And then I started to think, we talked about this on the Despair Code episode, how I believe that you can manifest things into your reality. If you have a positive outlook on life and you, it doesn't work all the time, but if you have a positive outlook on life, your life tends to be more positive. Now, to be fair, part of that is you're only kind of observing the positive and you're only bringing in positive information. If you have a negative outlook on your life, your life tends to be more negative. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean magic. It just means you're looking for the more negative stuff. But then another thought came to me. When I walk into a room, and I know this irritates people, but when I walk into a room, I try to be the positive person. Hopefully there's other positive people there. And I complain and I gripe and stuff like that, but I try to keep it under control. I try not to whine too much about stuff because I've learned something as I've gotten older. If you walk into a room and you're pot, let's say everyone else in there is neutral and you walk into a room and you're positive, the room will become more positive. If you walk into a room and you're negative and you're complaining, the room will become more negative. If you walk into a room full of negative people and you're positive, it's going to piss a couple of them off, but it actually still will change the mood of the room. Your energy that you put out affects other people. And I can see that on a one-on-one -on -one basis, so I try to be a more positive guy. I try to be more lighthearted and stuff like that, which is helpful because I actually am like that. I have depression issues, nothing extreme, but... You know, there's kind of the same depression issues everyone else has. Actually, no, my depression gets kind of bad every once in a while. But it's just more of just kind of like a, a type of depression. Like, I just want to sit at home and watch Ugly Betty all day long. But anyway, so, I mean, so I started thinking about it. I go, maybe there is something to this. Maybe there is something to this. And I found another article that stated that it wasn't just porn stars that this happens to. This happens to anyone in the public eye. Movie stars, singers, celebrity authors, whatever, politicians, is that people are constantly feeding them with positive and negative information. Positive and negative energy would be a better term for it. And if you're not psychically built for that, it can affect you negatively. Now, I, like I said, I'm pretty skeptical. I'm not a big fan of psychic powers in general. But I think it, you also just can't dismiss that we put out, we as living beings put out energy. Someone walks into the house, they're super grumpy. Animals will feel that. Animals will feel the grumpiness. 
the people will feel the grumpiness. I honestly think a lot of I've gone into houses that I felt uneasy on. And I don't think the house is haunted. I'll ask afterwards when I leave with my friend. I go, are they having marital trouble? And the friend will be like, yeah, they're not doing too well. Because you can just feel it. You can feel that energy in the house. They don't have to say anything. They can put on their best face, but it's like a battery. It charges. So if I believe that is possible, if I believe you can charge a room with positive or negative energy, why... Why couldn't this happen? Why couldn't it be that when I'm masturbating, thinking about uh, who's a porn star? Alexis, Texas. I'm showing my age. If I'm sitting and I'm thinking about Alexis, Texas, and I'm masturbating, watching her videos, I'm sending my energy out to her. And maybe the ones that stick around, maybe the ones who make it in the business and really succeed doing it, like a Jenna Jameson, I don't even know if she still makes movies. I think she's a producer now, but because they're built for that. And the actors who can who can take it because they can they're built for taking in that kind of raw psychosexual energy. Whereas the 18 year old girl who, because her boyfriend broke up with her, decides to do a double penetration scene. She, now, all of a sudden, a million men are thinking about her all the time. They're imagining her face and her body. Even when they're not watching the video, they're obsessed with her. They're creating almost, one of the articles was even saying that we create thought forms of these people, artificial versions of these people. We're basically throwing our energy at them and they are taking it in and she doesn't know how to deal with it. She's not a trained actor. She's not a celebrity. She wasn't built up to be this. She just shot a video and got paid $2,000. And it's out there forever, and for the rest of her life, this is going to be going on. I'm, I'm honestly don't know where I fall on this one. No, that's not fair. I do know where I fall on this one. I'm leaning towards possible. You may go, well, J- Jason, you, you're, you know, saying all this other stuff, and you're like, oh, that's impossible. That's impossible. Ong's hat and da 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 da. But I, I got to be fair. I could just do. Be, be like, oh, no, I'm way too smart to fall for that. I'm a skeptic, and but I'm not a skeptic. And I got to be honest with you guys. i looking into this, and I'll have all the links below or in there. I don't know if it's below because it's a podcast, but I can see this one actually being true. I can see this one actually being true when you begin to obsess over somebody and you're giving them that psychic energy. I remember a long time ago when I was looking into the exorcism stuff, I was really into like researching magic as well. And there was that love spell where they was simple. This is going to sound surprisingly simple where you masturbate right before you orgasm. You say the name of the person you're thinking about. And if you do that enough, they fall in love with you. Uh, I mean, I think the I think that it's more likely for you to become obsessed with them. But what if you are throwing out that sexual energy to them and they either pick up on it? And they go, they reciprocate. They don't know why it's hitting their unconscious or they start to get really creeped out by you because for whatever reason, now they're having an image of you in their head that they didn't have before because you're throwing out that psychic energy. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that this could be possible, honestly. And it would be interesting if it was. It would be interesting if it was because it would allow some connection between people that have never ever met before but 
You know, I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong. This is probably the one that, you know, I always go, well, if someone presents me with more evidence, I'll believe that, you know, the cabbage wasn't fake or I'll believe that that donkey really was a, a zebra. This one, I, someone would have to kind of convince me the other way and say, no, you're you're an idiot. That's not how energy works. So that's not how, you know, the people aren't psychic and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's just where I'm going to stand right now is that I think that it is possible that they are unwitting psychosexual vampires. They don't go out with the intention of draining you of energy. And that's the other that's the other side effect. That's where the vampire comes from. You're putting your energy on them and it's messing with them, but it's also leaving you. That's why you feel hollow afterwards. There are certain certain fantasies or sex acts you can do that I'm not judging you. You know what they are. There are certain sexual acts that you can do, and you're like, oh, man, I, that felt really good. I had a really fun time. And there's other stuff that I've personally done. And afterwards, I'm like, ugh, why did I do that? It was terrible. And now I feel bad about myself. And, you know, you, you get over it. But I think that that may be part of it, too. That may be part of it, too, that it's actually, it is draining you of that energy. And because you feel drained, you need more. And it creates that feedback loop. It creates that I need more, so I'm going to do it again. I need more, so I'm doing it again. One last thing I think it's interesting about sex and the brain and things like that. You can have whatever fetishes you have. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is just the way the brain works. If, let's say for two weeks, and maybe it's a month, I don't know. But let's say for two weeks, every time you masturbated, which for me would be like, 23 times in two weeks but if every time you masturbated you thought of a four-leaf clover eventually you would develop a four-leaf clover fetish that your brain can be trained to find things arousing if you connect pleasure with it your brain will then begin to seek out Seek out four-leaf clovers. It's super weird how we can hack our own brain like that. I think there's better... Th I mean, it'd probably be better if you were, like, masturbating, thinking about doing your homework. Or masturbating, thinking about, like, cleaning your room. And then, like, you're like, oh, God, I totally got to clean my room. I can't hold back anymore. But, I mean, you could really do it about anything. And, and you can honestly do it the reverse. If there's a particular fetish or something that you don't want, you just stop thinking about it. I know that's that's rough and I'm, I'm speaking of fetishes here i'm not speaking about like sexuality or anything like that but if you have a big foot fetish and you don't want a big foot fetish just quit thinking about feet think about something else while you're masturbating that's advice from uncle chase but don't think about the podcast wait if if i masturbated while thinking about the podcast would I then be lending my psychosexual energy? I don't think you want to know if I'm thinking about this podcast while I'm masturbating 23 times in the next two weeks. That actually sounds kind of low. How many times would that be a day? That's a little over one a day. Yeah, it's probably a little low. You can hit us up at Facebook. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to meet. I don't want to talk to you at all after this episode. You're talking about being an exorcist. You're talking about pretending your angel and then... You're talking about masturbating, about four-leaf clovers, and podcasts. But if you do, after all that, if you do want to get in touch with us, deadrabbitradio at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Facebook at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. 
We have our Twitter handle, which has my real name, at Jason O. Carpenter. So we got all that. We got all that uh, logo by Ash Black, who probably at this point also doesn't even listen to the show. This episode has been shut off by a million people by now. But if you haven't, this is Dead Rabbit Radio, the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. You're probably not, but we will be back tomorrow with another episode where it's day three of our sex conspiracies. I'm having fun with this little series, and we got some other cool series coming up, along with our just regular, regular episode stuff. Well, have a great day. I will see you tomorrow, and I promise I will not masturbate until, uh, I don't know, an hour after this podcast is done. I think that's fair. Maybe not at all. Maybe not at all. It's kind of hard in this heat. So we'll see. I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> you guys are never going to listen to this again. Have a great day, guys. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.